Welcome back to All Things Mysterious, where we talk about true crime, supernatural, and all things mysterious. I'm Matt. And I'm Jordan. Today is going to be a good day. And I know I say that a lot, but on the days that I really get annoyed and make Jordan mad are the days that I love the most. Well, I annoyed the crap out of you on the last one, so it's fair. Well, I'm about to get back to you on that because this episode, we're going to be talking about some cryptids. Yay. But one of the biggest things I get from people is asking me, does Jordan actually listen to you? And that answer is, no, she does not. But... I'm sorry, who are you? (laughs) Exactly. But today, I'm going to make sure Jordan listens and maybe even learns a thing or two. I listen sometimes. So I have designed a... a test, if you will. Where I'm going to talk about 10 cryptids Not going to go into a super lot of detail about all of them, but I'm going to give you the basis. And if Matt mysteriously disappears, I know nothing. Then I've got three questions per cryptid. But here's the catch. All three questions, all three answers are in what I just told you. So you just have to pay attention and you will get the answer correct. Matthew! Oh, it's going to be great. Are you ready, Jordan? Bring it on. Number one. Mokele Mabembe. I'm honestly so proud of it. I know. It's good. No joke. so proud of you right now. The look on his face, you guys, I'm so proud because he was looking at me like, I'm going to butcher this. No joke. <laughs> Before we started recording, Jordan went outside and I literally had an app where it was showing me the pronunciation on this. So, All right. Mm-hmm. Serious face. Got to pay attention. Pay attention. I already failed one test. The Mokele Membe... They went the Mokele Membembe is a creature from Central African folklore, particularly in the Congo River Basin. It's often described as a living dinosaur similar to a sauropod with a long neck and small head and a body similar to the size of an elephant. Its name means one who stops the flow of rivers. In, so it's like a beaver? A very big beaver. Okie doke. Um, it's the name in Lingala, a local language indicating its massive size. So it's like an elephant sized beaver. Yeah. With a very, very it's basically, little... It's basically like a dinosaur. Yeah. Cool. Um, the creature is said to be a herbivorous. I hate that. I hate... Herbivore. 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 Yeah. I can't say it either. Uh, Screw it. 
living in the water and occasionally coming onto land and part of cryptozoology and has captured the imagination of many who are fascinated by the possibility of a prehistoric animal surviving in modern times. However, there is no scientific evidence to support its existence. Fair. So, are you ready? Ready as I'm going to be. Question one. I'm going to fail. What does the name Mukale Mamembe mean in the Lingalia language? I'm going to fail. I literally just told you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It goes in one ear and out the other. I was focused on other things, like where it comes from and all of that other things, okay? Like Central America. Not even accurate. South America? (laughs) I was focusing on other stuff. I don't know. I was focusing on thing. I will give you a hint. We were talking about beavers. I wish this was boring. Listen, I was paying attention, but I thought it would be more like, I don't know, a science test. I told you. And it was kind of like a science test, but I don't know. I didn't know what the questions were going to be. So I was focusing on like, I don't know. Where does the creature come from? And obviously I was the right. I know. <laughs> I'm not good under pressure, Matthew. Okay. Mokale Mbembe means the one who stops the flow of rivers. Yeah, that. The one who stops the flow of rivers. That's what it means. Okay. This one is easier. I'm going to fail. Which prehistoric animal is the Mokale Mbembe often compared to a beaver but it's the size of an elephant not accurate at all you you're the one who brought out beavers i never once said beaver i don't know a sauropod well that's okay fair that actually is a sauropod i don't know what that actually is it's it's like a a bronchosaurus okay that's uh, okay have you ever watched a land before time yes littlefoot yeah yeah He's a Brachiosaurus. Yes. That's a sauropod. Okay, that's fair. That's more of a classification than a specific yeah. animal, but okay. It's basically... The sauropod is a type of dinosaur, so... Because it's got a long neck, small head, and a big body. All right, fair. All right, so you're 0 for 2. Yeah, I expected this. Oh, God. You've already got this one wrong. I know. Where does it come from? In which in which region's folklore is the Mokale Mamembe primarily found? You know what? I'm just <laughs> I've already got it wrong. Well, I, I will tell you, it's not uh, Central America or South America. <laughs> None of the above. L- listen to the name Mokale Mamembe. What does that sound like? Mumbai. Don't pick a country. I'll I'll give you, you know what? A continent. No, I'm gonna be wrong no matter what I pick because it doesn't matter. There's seven continents. We are obviously it's not gonna be like Antarctica. Yeah. Okay. And it's not gonna be either North America or South America. Okay. Obviously, yes. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Africa. You got it. I'll give it to you. 
South Africa. Central. Central. African. I was close. It started with an A. Congo River Basin to be fair. Jesus Christ. I overthink things and I panic. All right, so. This is what happens every time I ever take a test at school, ever. I panic. I'll give you one, one out of three. I'm not a person who learns with sound orally, okay? I don't, I learn visually. Well, next time I'll make a video for you. Okay, number two. You ready? No, but okay. All right, pay attention. Wait, wait, I'm gonna take notes. <laughs> Legitimately gonna take notes, you guys. I typically, I was gonna tell you no notes, but after the first one, I will let you take notes. I'm gonna take fucking notes. Because that was one paragraph. So this one is two paragraphs. I'm gonna get it wrong anyway. With you notes, are. I'm still gonna get it wrong. Okay. The a hole. The what? A hole. A hole. A hole. A hole. Spelled that? What the crap? Just because I'm just curious as to how the heck it's spelled. I'm not even writing it down. Like A H O O L. That's not how I was gonna expect it to be spelled, but okay. I don't. Yeah. I was just like, how in the world? The Ahul is a cryptid rumored to inhabit the rainforest of Java, Indonesia. Oh, Java, Indonesia. I thought it was listened. <laughs> Described as a giant bat or a flying primate. Its name is supposedly derived from the distinctive ahul sound it makes. The creature is said to have a wingspan of about 10 to 12 feet, approximately 3 to 3.6 meters, and features a body covered in thick fur, much like a bat. Its face is often described as monkey-like, with large, deep-set eyes. In folklore and cryptozoological accounts, the ahul is often portrayed as a nocturnal creature diving down to catch fish from the rivers and avoiding human contact. Its size and behavior makes it similar in description to other large cryptids reported in various parts of the world, like the Kongamato of Africa. Like many cryptids, the Ahul remains a subject of speculation and mystery with no concrete evidence to support its existence. It continues to be a topic of interest of those fascinated by mysterious and unexplained creatures in the natural world. Question one. We're going to see if I wrote anything yeah. down correctly. Probably not. The Ahul is rumored to inhabit the rainforest of which Indonesian island? Java. Good job. I didn't even write that down. Look. <laughs> Why do you have Google open? I don't. Shut your face. It's just a notepad. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta take notes too because I gotta. Because you might actually. Because I actually got right. All right. I have to see things in order to learn them. Okay. So you. I'm a visual learner. Okay. What is the estimated wingspan of the Ahul? Ten to twelve feet. In meters. Three point something because I can't do mathematics. I'm just kidding. I wasn't. I only thrown ten to twelve feet, Matthew. <laughs> I'll give I was only typing so fast. How is the whole face typically described? Monkey-like, monkey-like with deep-set eyes. Good job. See, see, if I actually had could write something down, 
I don't do that badly. Well, we'll see, because the next one's three paragraphs long. Did And <laughs> No, it's not intentional. These are getting longer. Yeah, I, that's bullshit. Is what that is. That's bullshit. The, okay, so number three. Ready? You already look like you're having trouble pronouncing right. it, but yes, go for it. Orang Mawast. Is it like an orangutan? Well, you'll find out in just a second. It just sounds like an orangutan. I know. I'm just curious. The Orang Mawast, also known as the Mawaz or Orang Dalam, is a cryptid reported to inhabit the dense forest of Johor, Malaysia. It is often described as an ape-like creature standing at an estimated height of around 8 to 10 feet, 2.4 to 3 meters tall. The Orang Mahaz is said to be covered in black fur and is often compared to the Bigfoot or Sasquatch of North American folklore. According to local accounts and legends, this creature is bipedal, walking upright like a human. It is often portrayed as shy and elusive, avoiding human contact and living deep in the forest. The Orang Mahaz is also said to build nests from leaves and branches, suggesting some level of intelligence or social structure. The existence of the Orang Mawaz remains unconfirmed by science and it is considered part of Malaysian folklore and cryptozoology. Sightings of the stories about the creature have been reported for decades, but there is no physical evidence such as clear photographs, bones, or remains to prove its existence. The Orang Mawaz continues to be subject of intrigue and speculation representing the mysteries that still exist in the unexplored natural world. A cryptozoological creature reported in the jungle of Malaysia similar to Bigfoot or Yeti. Cryptozoological creature. Basically. So it's basically the Bigfoot that's not here. Basically. Fair. Ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. In which Malaysian state is the Orang Mahaz reported to live? Okay, so I don't know if I even wrote this down even close to right because I don't know how to write down places in Malaysia, but it's like Jawar or something like that because I don't know how to spell that. I'll give it to you. That's fair because I don't know how to say Jawar. Jawar. Oh, that's close. I don't know how I listen. I wrote it down as close as I could. In meters. 2.4 to 3. How long is the creature? You didn't say that. <laughs> what now? In feet. Eight to ten. Good job. How is the orang Moaz typically described in terms of its movements? Walks like a human, bipedal. Pedal, if you as would like to say it that way. Bipedal. Yes. But I'll, I'll give you the idea. We don't like saying pedal. It sounds weird. You're actually doing it. See? See what happens when you pay attention? I pay attention very well. I just have to take notes or else I can't learn anything. Now this one, this next one is, I love it just because it sounds like fuck. Of course you would. Full monster. Yeah, that's fair. Sounds like you. The folk monster, also known as the Southern Sasquatch, is a cryptid reported to inhabit the region around the town of Folk in Miller County, Arkansas. Especially noted for its association with the area around Boggy Creek. 
It gained widespread attention in the early 1970s due to a series of reported sightings and encounters, which were later sensationalized, sensationalized, the sensation, whatever. Are you even okay? Hey, I got all these other words right, so quiet over there. That's what's funny to me, is you're doing really good with the really hard words, but you can't say that one. It was later made popular because of the 1972 docudrama film, The Legend of Boggy Creek. The creature is typically described as a large bipedal humanoid standing 7 to 10 feet tall and covered in long dark hair. It's often said to have a foul odor, red eyes, and emit a terrifying scream. According to reports, the folk, folk monster is elusive and tends to avoid human contact, but it has been sighted near homes and has purportedly attacked livestock. Question one. Okay. In which U.S. state is the folk monster or southern Sasquatch reported to be found? Miller County in Arkansas. I said state, not... In Arkansas. I should take a point off just because you didn't listen to the question. Arkansas. <laughs> you can't just repeat it over and over. What is one distinctive feature of the folk monster apart from its size? Foul odor. Which film in the 1970s made popular the folk monster? I'm going to kill you. I even remember you saying it, but I didn't write that down because I was going too fast with all the other things. And I even, God dang it. but I didn't write it down, so I'm screwed. Because if I don't write it down, I can't remember. Ah, hold on. Ah, I don't remember. Screw it. If I don't write it down, I'm fucked. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Alright, hold on. I gotta recalculate your score. You were doing so good. I know I was. But I didn't write that one down because I was, try I was trying to type everything else really fast. I should have known the movie thing would be on there. Mm -hmm. I should have known. You like pop culture references? I do. Okay. The Legend of Boggy Creek. Ah. Eh, you still got two out of three. I'm still proud of you. Honest to God, I'm generally doing way better than I did on anything else. No, I know. The Dover Demon. The Dover Demon is a cryptid that was reportedly sighted in the town of Dover, Massachusetts in 1977. It's known for its unique and somewhat eerie appearance, which differs significantly from other more common cryptids like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. The creature is typically described as being small in size, approximately three to four feet, with a large watermelon-shaped head and glowing eyes that are often described as orange or green. Its body appears to have a thin, spindly frame with skin that's either hairless and flesh-colored or gray, and it seems to lack typical features like a nose, ears, or a mouth. Ew. <laughs> the Dover Demon has sighted, has, was sighted over the course of two nights in April 1977 by multiple witnesses, all of whom were teenagers at the time. Their accounts were remarkably consistent, adding to the intrigue and mystery surrounding the creature. 
One of the most notable aspects of these sightings is the detailed sketches made by one of the witnesses, which have become iconic in the field of cryptozoology. Despite the clarity of the eyewitnesses' accounts, no further sightings of the Dover demon have been reported, and it remains a mystery. Some speculate that it could have been a misidentified or unknown animal, an extraterrestrial being, or simply a hoax. However, without further evidence, the true nature of the Dover demon remains unknown, and it continues to be subject to fascination and speculation in the realm of cryptids and unexplained phenomena. And how the fuck do I get through all that with no, not even some little... And you said phenomena. I know. You did really good on that one. I need more sleep before recording. That's all there is to it. Really, yeah. All right, question one. I'm probably going to fail this one because I didn't get that much information, but okay. In which, which U.S. town was the Dover Demon, Demon first sighted in 1977 with state? Dover, Massachusetts. Good job. Dover was too easy since it's in the name. Yeah, exactly. That's why I had it at the state. I was like, and the state too? Because, yeah, Dover's easy. It's called the Dover Demon. Good job. It's like whenever my girls get something around, I'm just like, good job. That's how I feel today. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, I did it. I get a sticker, right? <laughs> if you pass the test, you got to get 98% right. You know what? You're actually doing pretty good. I probably still won't get 90-80%, but you know what? That's okay, because I still feel pretty good about it compared to how I did the last test, so... Describe the physical appearance of the Dover Demon. Oh, dear Jesus. I wrote down what I could. Um, small, three to four feet tall, with a watermelon-shaped head, and orange or green eyes, and it's hairless or, like, fleshy and gray. That's as much as I could write down, but it's, like not got hair and it's just gross frankly I'll, just, I'll give it to you you did a good job on that one listen there's only so fast i can type and also understand at the same time but if i was doing this by myself i would have written it down differently what is unique about the eyewitness accounts of the dover demon they all actually reported the same exact thing for the most part what else there's one specific thing that I mentioned that I'm looking for here. The sketch? Well, if I tell you, then I'll give you the answer. But yes. I, I, the, they had the, the sketch, and I, I don't know. The answer. I didn't even write that down. I just actually remembered it, which I'm really proud of myself for. And they're all teenagers. Oh, that's what... I was like, I, I don't know. And wasn't necessarily going for the teenager part, but... So, so far, you've got... 9 out of 12. You know what? I've got a decent record. I'm, I'm actually okay with that. Now we're going to get into the more difficult ones. So far, those are the ones were the easy ones. <sighs> the Truffe is a mythical creature from Mapulche folklore indigenous to the southern part of chile it is described as a large humanoid being made of rock and magma associated with volcanoes and volcanic activity according to re legend the trefe resides deep within magma pools found in chilean volcanoes and is the source of earthquakes volcanic eruptions and other geothermal events in appearance, the Terefe is often depicted as a fearsome and intimidating figure 
composed of molten rock and with a fiery glowing body that reflects its volcanic hab habitat. This creature is said to emerge from its lava pools to feed, preying on young maidens, according to some versions of the myth. The Terefe also plays a role in the Mapuche people's explanation of natural disasters. They believe that the Terefe's movements within the earth were the cause of seismic and volcanic activity. As part of the Mapuche mythology, the Terefe is not just a creature of legend, but also a representation, bleh, representation of the power and danger inherent in the Chilean landscape, particularly its volcanoes. Like many mythological creatures, the Cherefe is an important part of cultural folklore, embodying the fears and understanding of natural phenomena of the Mapuche people. While it's a mythical figure, that Cherefe reflects the rich tapestry of beliefs and stories the indigenous cultures used to interpret and explain the natural world around them. And oh my freaking god. Fail this one. Because there's only so many times I can attempt to type those words and my phone is like, bitch, please. I said Terefe way too many times. Uh... I was just trying to type magma and my phone was like, no. In the folklore of which indigenous people does the Terefe appear? I could not even try and type that if I wanted to. I'm not even going to try and say it, because you could not even try and say it. I said it. Yeah, I barely. I still said it. Multiple times, actually. I'm not saying it. I'll get it wrong. I don't, I'm not trying to say Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to write that down. I'm not trying to correctly say that. What is the terefe said to be made of? Basically, rock and magma. But, like volcanic eruption basically but not actual volcanic eruption just like earth and you should have stopped the magma and rock you keep looking at me like i need more <laughs> stop you're gonna give me a heart attack according to the legend what natural disasters is the terefe responsible for basically volcanoes eruptions lava seismic activity I'll give it to you. You said seismic activity. That means volcanoes. Well, seismic activity is more like earthquakes. Well, I always go to volcanoes. Yeah. Two out of three. Still doing good. Three more left. Are you ready? No, but okay. Don't worry. It gets fun. I'm sure it does. The Loveland Frogman. The Loveland Frogman, also known as the Loveland Lizard, is a cryptid reported to be inhabit the areas around Loveland, Ohio. It first gained attention following a series of sightings in the early 1970s. This creature is described as being roughly three to four feet tall with a humanoid body shape, but with a frog-like or lizard-like features. It is often depicted as having leathery skin, possibly green in color, and webbed hands and feet. The most famous sightings occurred in 1972 when the creature was reportedly seen by two different police officers on two separate occasions. According to the reports, the frogman or something similar was spotted standing upright 
along the side of the road. In one instance, it was said to have leaped over a guardrail and into the Little Miami River. The Lovelo Frogman has become a part of local folklore in Ohio, sparking curiosity and skepticism alike. Some speculate that the sightings could be misidentifications of large reptiles, possibly escape pets, while others suggest that they might have been hoaxes. Despite the lack of solid evidence or subsequent sightings, the story of the Loveland Frogman remains a popular and intriguing piece of Ohio's cryptid lore, often discussed in the context of American folklore and cryptozoology. And I'm very impressed on how I'm getting through all this. I am too. You're doing real. In which U.S. state were sightings of the Loveland Frogman reported? Describe the physical appearance of the Loveland Frogman. Short, only three to four feet tall, roughly, which is very large for a frog-ish man, but very short for a human, if I'm thinking about it. About Jordan's height. Ah, no, excuse me. I am five foot five. So, kindly fuck off, sir. Um, with frog features like webbed feet and webbed hands. But that's as much as I got, because I was really trying to write, but you were just going, 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 and I was like, ah, slow down. I'll give it to you. But I think he also had a frog head. Yeah. What unusual action did the Loveland Frogman reportedly do in one of the sidings? Jumped off the road, like over the bridge into a river. Well, I'll give it to you. Close enough. Jumped over an overpass and... It's the bridge. In my head, that's a bridge. It's close enough. All right. Ah, this one's going to be hard. I'm sure it is going to be hard. I'm typing as fast as I can type on my poor little phone. Kongamato. The Kongamato is a cryptid reportedly in the swamps of western Zambia, Angalia, and Congo. Its name derived from local languages translates to breaker of boats or overturner of boats, reflecting its reportedly aggressive nature. This creature is often described as a large bird-like animal bearing a strong resemblance to a pterodactyl. Pterodactyl! A descriptions of the Kongamato include features like a wingspan ranging from 4 to 7 feet, 1.2 to 2.1 meters, a beak full of teeth, and a generally reddish or black color. Its body is often said to be devoid of feathers, more closely resembling a bat or pterodactyl. With skin-covered wings, witnesses have reported seeing it flying at night and have attributed it to characters characteristic of being a menacing presence in the areas where it is sighted. The Kongamato is deeply rooted in local folklore and has been a subject of interest to cryptozoologists who speculate that it could be a surviving species of the pterodactyl or an unknown species of bird or bat. Despite numerous accounts and expeditions to find it, there is no concrete evidence of its existence, such as clear photographs or biological samples. Like many cryptids, the Kongamata remains a blend of myth and mystery, captivating those who are fascinated by the possibility of undiscovered creatures in remote parts of the world. 
feel like I'm going to fail this one because there's only so much I could type and you keep talking really fast. That's exactly why I'm talking right now. No, I know. That's why you're talking fast. In which regions of Africa has the Kongamato been reported? And I'll, I'll, I will give you this if you get two out of three. I could not even try and type that if I wanted to type it. So you're just going to have to give me a fail on that one because I tried. It's like Western something. Um, Congo something. Western, I don't even. Okay, you got Congo. That's one of them. Yeah, um, don't you- know. I could only go so fast, and you were talking like this fast, and I was like, I don't even freaking know. I'll give you 50% on that one. Oh boy, you get half a point. What prehistoric creature is the Kongamado said to resemble? <laughs> a pterodactyl. Well, I'll give it to you. That's actually right, but. I know it is. <laughs> Describe one unique feature of the Kongamato's appearance. Just one? I actually wrote down a couple. I'm really proud of myself. Just one. Just one? reddish black color doesn't really have feathers hold on say the the first one again reddish black technically that's wrong you put reddish brown reddish or black but since you got the other one I'll go and give it to you oh Jesus H technically is wrong um but yeah, you did. I'll give you two points. If I write things down, I do pretty good. But I have to write things down to learn. Otherwise, I do not learn. It goes in when you're in and out the other. Which is why school was a nightmare. Next time, we're gonna... Yeah, next time, if you want me to not do this, you'll I'll just completely fail. Like, all of the fails. Every fail. This It will be like question one all over again. This is gonna be a hard one. No, for me, not for you. The Batutu. That's what it says. B-A-T-U-T-U-T. I just want you to know that my phone autocorrected as a BAPTA. (laughs) (laughs) The Batutu, sometimes also known as the Yuzi or Nagola Runan in Vietnam, and that is not accurate or correct at all. So if you're from Vietnam, I'm sorry. Is a cryptid re- reputed to inhabit the dense remote forest of Vietnam, Laos, and Northern Borneo. Described in various regional folklore and accounts, the Batutal is often depicted as a small bipedal humanoid with characteristics similar to those of the more widely known Bigfoot or Yeti. The creature is typically described as being between four to six feet tall, about 1.2 to 1.8 meters, covered in hair and having a broad muscular build. The Batutu is said to walk upright on two legs and possess a very human-like stride. Its hair is often described as dark or black, covering most of its body except for face and knees. Accounts of the Batutu describe it as being shy and elusive, often avoiding human contact, and living in the depths of the forest, it's reportedly known for emitting loud, piercing cries or howls, which some suggest also are means of communication between individuals. The Bututu has been a subject of interest in the field of cryptozoology, with some suggesting that it could be a remnant of population of prehistoric hominid or an unknown primate species. 
However, like most cryptids, concrete evidence such as clear photographs, physical remains, or scientific observations is lacking. Its ex existence remains within the realms of folklore and anecdotal reports, contributing to the rich tapestry of mysterious creatures and global cultural lore. The faster I go, sometimes the harder it gets. Uh, in which countries is the Batutu said to inhabit? And you've got to get at least two out of three. Oh, I wrote them down this time. I learned. I learned. Vietnam, Laos, and Borneo. At least I think. I'll give it to you, but it's northern Borneo. There's, wait, is there northern and southern? <laughs> what is the typical height range of the Batutu? Four to six feet tall and or one to two to 1.8 meters. Say that again. Yeah, I know. I probably definitely wrote that down wrong. We're going to go four to six feet tall. What type of sounds is the Batutu known for making? Loud cries or howls. We're learning the questions that Matt decides to throw at me. This one has six different questions and... Six different questions? I'm only going to ask you three. It just depends on which three. So I'll be watching you see which ones you actually write down. How do you even know? I'm just typing away. I know, because I can see when you're typing. I don't stop typing. I just type, type, type. The Bonip of Fiji. The Bonip is actually a creature from Australian Aboriginal mythology, not Fijian. It's a legendary monster said to inhabit swamps, billabogs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. The descriptions of the Bonip vary widely, which has led to various theories about its origins and natures. It's often depicted in folklore and stories as a fierce creature with supernatural characteristics. In some accounts, the Bunip is described as having a dog-like face, dark fur, a horse-like tail, flippers, and warrus-like tusks or horns. In others, it's characterized as a long-necked creature with a bird-like head resembling an emu, and in some stories, it has a human figure. The common theme in all these descriptions is that the Bunip is a large and formidable aquatic predator. The Bunip is deeply rooted in Aboriginal mythology and is often used as a cautionary tale to warn children of the dangers of playing near water. The creature's war is said to be terrifying and is reputed to have a taste for human flesh, especially women and children. There's no scientific evidence that the Bunip ever existed. The varying descriptions suggest that it might be a mythological composite of a cultural memory of extinct Australian megafauna, such as the Diprotodon, sorry, like the dinosaur that like i don't i it's just a big dinosaur help one that was one of the native to australia that's so very helpful it is the bonip remains a popular figure in australian folklore and has been featured in various works of literature and art symbolizing the mystery and danger of the australian wilderness the Bonip is a creature from the folklore of which culture? Australian. Incorrect. Aboriginal. 
But it's Australia now. But it's different than Australian. I told you these ones are gonna be more. I tell you. Describe one version of the burnup's physical appearance. Listen, you described like 82 different features <laughs> to this thing and then told me there were like 72 different versions. So you just have to do one. I don't even know. One of them has like tusks and horns and one of them's got a dog-like face and one of them's got a horse-like face, but it's also aquatic. So straight up, I don't know because this thing has like 72 different features and straight up, I don't know how any of those all go on one thing. There, It's not that they're... they're different versions basically yeah but still how does that all even just a couple of those go on one thing i was trying to envision any of that while i was trying to write it and i was just like excuse me what a dog-like face dark fur a horse-like tail flippers and worse like tusk or horns yeah i didn't get any of that i was just confused as fuck Last question. What is one purpose of the Beneath in Aboriginal mythology? Purpose? Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily purpose. I mean... I, we literally... It was like one of the last things. Um, all I remember was that it had a taste for children and what. Those same paragraph, but... Yeah, I, did, I missed that. It's often used as a cautionary tale to warn children of the dangers of playing near water. Uh, yeah, nope. I was busy writing about the taste for people. So you did? And also, I, was, I figured you'd throw some literature at me, so I had a literature spot in there <laughs> because I was prepared for some pop culture references. So I was like, all right, shit. All right, cool. I also had large aquatic predator... And terrifying because I didn't know you. I figured you'd throw something in me, over there at me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the crap you're going to throw at me. So I'm just like throwing anything in there that I can because I'm like, what are you going to do? Because you're fairly unpredictable, but I also know you're predictable enough to do something that you're going to throw something at me. You know? Because I know. Do you want to know your score? Not really, but yes, also. You got 19 out of 27. <laughs> which is... You know a, what, though? That's actually better than I did on the first one. It is. Way better. Taking uh, <laughs> note. That's a 70%. You get. <laughs> I will take it. So, ultimately, you still failed, but you did better I than... I failed better yeah. than I did last time. So, for anybody who had questions about if Jordan listens to me while I'm talking, there's your answer. I listen. I just can't pick out a specific stupid tiny details. <laughs> well, that's all I got for today. I had a blast. I'm sure you did. Thank you for listening. Hope y'all had fun. Yeah. All of our links will be in the description below. 
please like, follow, and share this for anybody and everybody to listen, especially anybody that knows Jordan. As always, we'll keep you guessing.